Eagles. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Our goal for next year, I got news for you, it won't change. And it'll never change. We're going to chase that Super Bowl. We're going we're gonna to chase it until we get it. And then we'll chase it after that again. But that's it. People want to criticize us. Then you go ahead, but you really got no right. When got no New York right. sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Nothing to do to save his life, call his wife in. Nothing to say, but what a day. How's your boy been? Nothing to do, it's up to you. I've got nothing to say, but it's okay. Good morning, good morning. 403 on this Thursday morning. McMonigle here with you. Starting from home, you start to roam, then you're in town. All right, 4 o'clock, get up. Let's go, start that coffee. It's time to get up, that's right. Get out of bed. What are you doing? It's only 4.03. God, remember the days when you didn't have to be awake at 4.03? They were nice. I like these days too, though. 877-337-6666. There's a football game this evening. A good one. Between the uh, the Bengals and the Ravens in Baltimore tonight. Two teams trying to recover from brutal losses. Two teams that were considered, and I think still are in the case of Baltimore at least. Two of the best teams in the NFL were on their way to um, just about to take off and had a stumble last week from, for both teams. So this should be a good football game. You just heard the comments from... Robert Sala about Aaron Rodgers playing whenever he's healthy, which makes, uh, you know, to me, it's absolutely, of course, listen, he's doing this whole thing. It's his show. I talked about it earlier. This whole thing doesn't work because Rodgers isn't playing because Rodgers is the man. The minute you bring him in, he's the guy. He dictates when he plays. He dictates the whole shebang. That's what this thing is. And we, someone was asking me before, what's the biggest problem with the team? The biggest problem with the team is Aaron Rodgers isn't the quarterback. Don't even worry about Zach Wilson. Forget it. The, re, the biggest problem with this team is Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback. That's the biggest problem. And if they still do have a chance, and he, I don't think he'll come back and be stupid. If they're out of this thing, he's not going to come back and play. But, yeah, if they're in it, if they find a way miraculously – to, you know, rattle off a couple wins here and go beat, you know, Buffalo in Orchard Park as they're struggling, as they're firing their offensive coordinator, as their quarterback is turned back into the pumpkin who throws all these picks, as they're making dumb mistakes and too many men on the field to cost them games, as they just don't look right, it doesn't feel right in Buffalo, as they find themselves 500? Is there a way to go in there and win this game? I think there is. Is there a way to beat a Dolphins team that hasn't beat a good defense yet? As unlikely as it may seem... There is a chance, and as much as I you know, do not like the quarterback and do not think he's very good, defensively, if you can shut down Miami, you can beat them. And Buffalo's a mess right now. So I don't expect it necessarily, but if they can figure out a way to win a couple games here, they're right back in the mix. And if that's the case, then, yeah, he comes back and he's healthy. He tries to play. But 
We got to get, there's a million things that have to happen between now and then. And the Giants will play Washington in a game that I'm nervous. I'll be honest with you, I'm nervous. Very nervous. Because the one thing this lousy franchise has been able to do during this dark age of football, the one thing they've been able to do regularly, no matter who the quarterback was, no matter what the situation, no matter how miserable the head coach, no matter how many failed draft picks or terrible GMs or offensive line that can't you know get out of their own way or an aging quarterback or a young failing quarterback or whatever the case may be, there's been one thing this miserable team has been able to do and it's beat Washington. And as much as I think they're they're playing better, they had a great they they're offensively. Sam Howell leads the NFL in, in passing yards. Amazingly enough, I know they throw the ball sixty times a game, but still, this offense leads. Uh, you know, he Sam Howell leads the NFL in passing yards. Uh, C.J. Stroud is right behind him, second overall. They've put up some points here. They've turned it around. They can still function with that offense with a bad offensive line. Oh, now they do it. I don't know how you do it with a bad a bad offensive line. I don't know how they manage. Because I, I thought you can't function without a good offensive line. At least that's what Daniel Jones tells me. Or at least all his supporters tell me. But I'm nervous. As miserable as this team is, as I don't care how many points underdog they are for whatever reason, they figure out a way to beat Washington. And right now, unfortunately, and I hate to say it, it makes me sick to say it, we all know what they need to do. They absolutely need to lose. They absolutely need to lose. The tank is on. It sucks. I hate it. It's the worst position. Both these teams. You're in the worst positions imaginable for both teams. Like the two worst positions to be in as a fan is to root for losses, and that's where this lousy giant team has put you. Rooting for losses. Or watching a roster that otherwise should be good enough be dragged down by one position or one side of the offense, or uh, one side of the team, or, or one unit. Like, you're just watching a team you know could be far better. If it weren't for a guy going down four snaps into the season, it would be a completely different story. Instead, you're dealing with this nonsense yet again because you're the New York Jets, and that's who we are as a football fan base. That's who we are. That's what we got. We got a bunch of losers. And we're questioning whether or not you can fire the coaching staff. or No, with the Jets, clearly not. Right? Clearly not. You're not going to fire the offensive coordinator you brought here. Aaron Rodgers is running the team from a distance. I mean, he said in the McAfee interview, he's, he's won two MVPs with this guy. You think you can't fire him? No matter how bad this offense is, no matter how many lack of touchdowns, no matter what their touchdown percentage in the red zone is, no matter what stat you want to give me about how miserable this offense is, and it's worse than Adam Gase's offense, and it's worse than LaFleur's offense, and it's wor- and Zach Wilson's even put up less numbers than he did when he was terrible you know, last year. I don't care. I don't care. This is all about one thing, the Jets being led by Aaron Rodgers. And this was all predicated on doing that. On until that actually comes to fruition, they're not firing the offensive coordinator. They're not firing the head coach. How do you fire the head coach, bring in another coach, and force force Hackett on him? Like, it doesn't work this way. They did what the Nets have done. They've done what other NBA teams have done. They sold their soul for the, the guy who, who's going to come in and be the mercenary, as Evan liked, the, the mercenary pieces of craps, and run the franchise. And until that is no longer the plan, until that dream is over, then that's what you do. It sucks. It's miserable. It hurt this year's team, but it's 
be honest. This team with Zach Wilson's not good enough to do anything anyway. 877-337-6666. And the other big story for me is, yes, Garrett Cole, congratulations, won the Cy Young. Well-deserved, led the league in practically everything. He was the best pitcher in baseball this year. It's nice to have a Cy Young. It's, it's hampered by how miserable the season was overall for the New York Yankees. But still, the one shining light was how great he was week in, every five days, he could be counted on. That's his best attribute, really, Garrett Cole. I mean, he makes he hits the post every five days. He was amazing. It was a great season. But it just ex- 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 accentuates what I think the issue is for the New York Yankees. They have two guys. They have last year's MVP, and they have this year's Cy Young. They're both on the wrong side of 30, and the Yankees have a short window with those two gentlemen to go chase a championship. So you have to go out there and be aggressive And for me, the answer is two young, two young guys who can replace them as the pillars of the organization. I go trade for Juan Soto, who everybody besides maybe John Heyman is telling me is 100% going to be traded. You go out and trade for Juan Soto, who's now 25 and extends the window offensively, and you go out and you sign Yamamoto, who's 25 years old, and now you've got Cole and Judge, and the two of them for the next three years, and then you still have a projected window with those two young superstars at 25 years old into their 30s over the next 10 years. That's how you extend the window, and that's how you get younger, and that's how you get dynamic. That's what you're looking to do if you're the New York Yankees. It's imperative, especially with the fan base frothing at the mouth because they despise you. You have to change the feeling around this team and around this franchise. It's become toxic. You have to do it. And part of that is Yamamoto, which now is going to be for the first time ever. Both of these teams, since Steve Cohen has taken over, going after the same free agent. And what that means for both teams. Because I do think the loser of that battle, now again, it's not just a two-team race. We have no idea who's going to be involved. He's a stud pitcher, he's 25 years old, who everybody thinks is going to be fantastic. The Yankees-Mets will not be alone in the pursuit of said of such a player. I think that you've ordered the reports from uh, Andy Martino is that the the pinstripes intrigue him. And I know Yankee fans think that doesn't exist anymore, but that's just a bunch of – that's the angry mob that can't see the forest through the trees. That just is so pissed off that the team hasn't been to a World Series since 2009 and because, you know, Brian Cashman makes obvious statements when he didn't have to. So what a moron. And we all hate him. And so we, we're, we're furious and we don't realize that the Yankees are still the Yankees. And one 82-win season does not change that dynamic, especially globally, when they're the one recognizable real franchise in the sport that's known for winning. So the idea from Andy Martino is that Yamamoto is a little bit intrigued by the pinstripes, and we know, not just in this city, but in all of baseball, where the most money will come from if he wants it. So for these two teams, clearly the Yankees want him. Brian Cashman, instead of celebrating the 1998 championship team, decided to fly to Japan to watch him throw a no-hitter. And apparently, I heard, I think Andy again, reported that he kept the, the, the ticket stub. So I think they have every intention of going all out. And if the Yankees lose out to the Mets on this free agent that they go for, because the Yankees can still say one thing. Whatever you think about him, whether you think it's a business model and all they care about is selling chicken buckets and beer or whatever the case may be, the Yankees still can say that when they, when they target a guy and they want to go after a guy, they get him. 
whether it's CeCe Sabathia a long time ago or even more recently, Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge. Now, the problem with the Yankees have been they've allowed guys to pass. They haven't. They didn't lose out on Machado. They passed. They didn't lose out on Harper. They passed. When they want a guy, Rondon, they go get him. They can still say that. It's clear they want Yamamoto. So if they lose to Steve Cohen and his money, not only does it change the dynamic of this city, not only have they lost their first real battle against the little brother, not only have you lost that while your fan base is furious with you, and while this team has hired a new GM, a young new executive, who's one of the smarter guys in baseball, at least perceived to be, and they've hired a new young manager, poached him from you, and now they've got a, a talented team that won 100-plus games a year ago, and now they've just added the guy they desperately need for their rotation at your expense while the fan base is furious with you, and now you can no longer say, hey, when we want a guy, we go get him. And you just lost to the Mets and Steve Cohen. And it works the other way, too, because if Steve Cohen comes in and allows the Yankees, who don't spend money, who only care about selling their chicken, who Hal Steinbrenner hasn't really, he's nowhere near his father. He won't get into a bidding war. He won't do all this. If they go into this knowing they need someone in the rotation desperately and they allow the Yankees to either outbid them or just flat out win and get the player and he doesn't blow it out of the water and Steve Cohen doesn't win this battle that he designates as the first battle I'm going to try and make of this you know, rivalry in between the city. If he doesn't win that and his money doesn't get him that, well, then he isn't what you thought he was. He can't, the first battle he picks with the New York Yankees when it comes down to money, he can't lose. Not with the perception of him being this billionaire, you know, who, you know, wipes his butt with Jackson Pollock's and this is all just a, you know, a, 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 a love-of-the-game type thing where this is just, you know, he's an eccentric billionaire who bought the Mets because he likes wins, and he, you know, he'll spend money. He's willing to, he has the superpower of buying prospects by giving, you know, eating bad contracts and trading away players and spending all this money just to allow prospects to come in. And, you know, the minute he gets here, he gets Lindor, he buys Scherzer, he's willing to throw money around. And then when he gets into his first battle with the Yankees, he loses to the tight-lipped, tight-wallet, Short pocket Hal Steinbrenner, who nobody thinks is willing to spend money? Well, if he can't win that battle, who is he? It is a interesting time. This is going to be a fun offseason. I'm looking very much forward to seeing who wins that battle because I had this weird feeling as a Yankee fan, the Steinbrenners won't lose it. I don't know why. We all know who has the most money, and if Yamamoto's just determined on getting one more dollar than anybody else offers him, it's going to be the Mets. But something tells me the pinstripes do matter. Something tells me that the Yankees will give enough money and make sure they know what this offseason is and go out and get Yamamoto. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Ian and Kenilworth. What's up, Ian? Big Mac. How yes, you sir. Doing, man? I'm doing great. Really. I'm, doing, great, I'm just man. doing tremendous. How are you doing Big at this early hour I'm- of the morning? Yeah, this early. All right. I'm doing good, man. I think it's the first time I got to talk to you when you're not a producer. I haven't called into your night show, so it's good to well, talk to you tonight. It's, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's actually a morning show, technically. Well, you know. So uh, the reason I called was you're, you know, I, I would consider you a realistic Yankee fan. And, I think so. Uh, I think realistic I is an excellent adjective to describe my fandom. I would sometimes consider myself a realistic Met fan. I mean, you know, we but we both probably stray off of... Uh, the past sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering, I wanted to hear your take on what would be your 
unrealistic uh, Yankee free agency versus your hmm. realistic Yankee free agency. Because, like, my Met one, uh, you know, listen, I think I'm one of the few Met fans that might be out on Otani. I just don't think he's ever going to be able to pitch again. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you had Senga and you had Yamamoto and then you spent some money and got a guy like uh, – I don't know, uh, what's his name from the Twins? Uh, uh, he's an older veteran Asian pitcher. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, uh, Maeda. Maeda. Yeah, Maeda. Yeah, so, and then, you know, there's Otani. Can you entice Otani with, like, an all-Japanese kind of rotation kind of deal, whatever? But either way, yeah, I'm well, not I mean, on Otani. I think, go ahead. I'm no, I'm, I'm saying, oddly enough, that's kind of been, you know, that's that's one of the, the issues with getting uh, Yamamoto is that there's been mm-hmm. a, there's kind of the idea that, uh, Japanese stars don't like to come to a team that already has another yeah, Japanese yeah. star. I did I think, read that too. And part of it is that the, the there's some thought about it being bitterness from the guy who's already here. But apparently, Which you know, silly. yeah, I, I, know, listen, I know, I know, I, I, whether to call it you know, silly or not, I don't know. It's, way, but... it's a cultural thing. That's that's fine. Right. But uh, it it sounds like uh, Sanga has rolled out the red carpet and said, "No, absolutely, I'd love to have you." So I, that's the right. rumor, the thought is is that no longer is an issue, but. I don't know if just you know rolling the roster full of of Japanese players right, necessarily right, right. means so that's you're, you're so really enticing Otani. You know. Yeah, yeah. But so, so yeah, listen, if you're, yeah, the unrealistic is is everyone. I would think with the Mets, I mean, they, there's well, yeah, no reason obviously. they can they can right. buy everybody. They can they can but buy unrealistic. Realistic, I would say, is like I think they need to beat the Yankees for Soto. They just you know sold. Scherzer and Verlander for a bunch of good prospects, and they have some ammo to be able to move them. And then they would have to go get a guy like maybe Aaron Nola or yeah, well, I would say Blake Snell, but Snell is like a package deal with uh, the Yankees catcher that went over there because he turned him into a Cy Young winner. Sanchez? So, yeah. Yeah, I know he's made, he made some comments about Sanchez. Yeah, well, listen, and thank you for the call, Ian. Um, yeah, I don't know. One, yeah. It, it sounds like the Padres want pitching prospects. They're losing a bunch of innings. They're, lo- they're losing Snell. They're losing Bader. They're going to lose a bunch of pitchers. It sounds like they want pitching prospects. And your owner quite clearly has made it that they need to invest in the depth of their pit- their uh, their minor league system, especially pitching. You have no. You really don't have much pitching depth at all. So while maybe you could give up one of those big time prospects you just acquired, but I. I those are hitting prospects. I don't think they're looking for that. Um, so I don't know if you have the package to get Juan Soto. If you give your top, top prospects, you know, maybe they'll say, well, listen, that's such a better package than I thought. I know it's not pitching, but sure. Like, that's plausible. You could overwhelm them with your top of, you know, you can give them Beatty and, and all these, you know, every Beatty, Vientos, and and a, and a couple others, and, you, and, and Acuna. And he goes, wow, that's such a good deal. I can't refuse. I don't care. It's not pitching. Sure, it's possible. Do you want to do that? I don't know. That's why you're out there signing all these free agent pitching because you don't have any from within, like none. The Yankees have a better package of pitching prospects that they could give than the Mets do. Um, so I don't know if Juan Soto, depending on the interest of the Yankee level, but it's it's plausible. I think more it's money with the Mets right now. I don't. He's acquiring prospects. I don't think he's looking to get rid of them. Quite honestly, I don't think that's why I don't see it as such a fit with Soto with the 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 Mets. Could could he help them? Does he make sense for the team? Sure, he's Juan Soto. He fits everybody. But I think it's more you just want to go out and spend money. I I, I think the Mets are more likely to go out and get, get Bellinger necessarily than trade for Juan Soto. I don't know. Not that they would go out and get Bellinger, but why not? Money. 
So yeah, for me the the and if you're asking me my Yankee unrealistic, my my Yankee unrealistic is is everybody. Same thing. They they realize they need a bunch of left-handed bats. They're able to trade for Soto. They get Bellinger, Soto, and Yamamoto. That's really the the pie in the sky offseason. You get two middle of the order, high-priced, un, you know, very good players, you know, MVP caliber players in the middle of your lineup, and you add the best pitching uh, best free agent pitcher on the market. That's the pie in the sky. What's realistic, which I guess you're asking me to be pessimistic. Um, pessimistic, like worst case scenario for me, if I'm, if it's worse than this, I'm pissed off. Aaron Nola and Bellinger. Like if it's worse than that, I'm pissed. It's got to be at bare minimum, like Nola or, I mean, I guess Snell, but I just, uh, the innings and I just, I worry about his, his, his health, but like one of these free agent pitchers and, and Bellinger is, is bare minimum, or I guess, you know at least Yamamoto and then trade for someone quite a little bit less than, but for me, it's Yamamoto and it's Soto. I want both of them. I want to trade for Soto and go buy Yamamoto. I want both of them. And I don't care what else you do. Really. I don't care what else you do. That's good enough for me. We'll work around everything else. You'll trade Gleyber Torres to add some pieces. You can play the young kids in the infield, play Wells at catcher, wait for Dominguez to play center field, bring in Kiermaier or someone like that to ride center field until uh, Dominguez is ready. Like uh, You can go cheap everywhere else and patchwork it. I want the two young 25-year-old studs who are going to anchor my team and take over for Judge and Cole when their window ends. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Testaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Four twenty nine. 877-337-6666. Maury's in Belmore. What's up, Maury? Tonight is your night. Bro. Tonight is your night, bro. All right, I got three quick things, and I'll be quick, I promise. Okay, number one. Number one. Numero uno. A line from a movie, because you kind of said it before. What movie? I'm not a loser. I'm not a loser. I don't know. That's number one. I'm not a loser. Number two, and I'll go, we'll go back to it. Number two. Okay. So, um, number Cole, two. Star Young Award winner. What does this remind you of? And he's on the Yankees payroll today. So we got a number one. We got a number one. Now we need a number two, but the number two could be a number three. Now the number three could be a number two. Who's that guy? Oh, Mom what? and I. Remember oh. that? Uh, vaguely, no, not really. Oh, All right, so God, I'm sorry. Like two for two here, Maury. Come on, let's go. Oh, my God. I'm really sorry. Let's now, go. Now, Number the three. One is, the first one, just to go back to, before I look, I, this is horrible. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't understand it. I thought you were all in. T- t- 29th Street, about the first lotto winner. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Great story. No. Uh, that was Danny Aiello. Danny Wait, Aiello how did I almost say You said I almost said it. How did I almost say that? I have no idea what you're talking about. Did I say you almost said yeah, that? Yeah, you said the uh, movie quote because you almost said it. You you almost said it earlier. 
Is that oh, what you said? You were saying we're losers. You said we're losers. Oh, yeah. No, I say that from um, Slapshot. I, I you, we're losing. Just, what about old-time hockey? Said, you, you know, you I, were, I don't think I could say P on. Yeah. But, oh, really we're losing. Hockey. What about old-time <laughs> hockey? Forget old-time <laughs> hockey. Go ahead. All right. And the last but not least, number three. Number three. Um, there's really no more football going on. So I'm thinking you and I, we can start the NYPB, New York Pickleball. Something that at least somebody could win something. A little pickleball action? I heard that. I, yeah, I, I would, can't watch football. Yeah, well, listen. It no, it's, it's brutal. I, I, I'll give you that, Maury. The football is brutal. At least the Jets do have something to play for. And I, amazingly enough, I'm, I get sucked in every week. Ask Fleegelman, we're having a great season picking games. I'm having a great year. I, I had another three and two week. I, I've, I forgot what the number is now, but I'm something like, you know, uh, 20, 26 and 17. 26, 17 and two I am now. We're having a good year. Marco's even better than that. But I continually pick the Jets week in and week out. I get I get roped in. I think this defense is going to give them a big performance. I just Because I have this vision, and I want it so bad. I want it so bad. I want this team to be in it come December and Aaron Rodgers ride in on the white horse and either fail or succeed. It doesn't matter. Preferably succeed, at least to get into the postseason. I would, it would, for him to actually accomplish this, miraculously get healthy enough to play, get cleared by the doctors, come in there and lead them into the playoffs or win a playoff game. Like it's, we need it desperately. So I had this vision of it. So maybe I'm I'm so you know completely brainwashed with that idea that I keep getting sucked in. Like they're they're better than the teams they just lost to. They are. They're better. But the offense is just so freaking bad. It's so bad. But right now, again, Buffalo, you know, is just in a tough spot. And if this defense that gives Josh Allen, t- you know, fits. Like even in even games they've beaten the Jets, Josh Allen has not played one of his better games for the most part. Like they've done a really nice job against this Buffalo team. I think it's going to be a close game. I really do. I think it's going to be a close game. And if they can win this one, you turn your season around. That's how it works, right? You, the Raider game is a must win because you don't expect to win these next two. But if you win the next two, then the Raider game doesn't kill you. That's how it works. I think there's a chance they could actually play well in this game. I, I, I don't trust Zach Wilson as far as I can throw him, but they're banged up defensively. They just fired their offensive coordinator. Uh, it you know Sometimes that goes either way. I don't think that's the same thing as the Raiders firing Josh McDaniel and bringing in Antonio, um, to, Antonio Pierce to run the team. I don't think firing you know the offensive coordinator and, and bringing in another one is going to rally the troops. I just, I just don't see it. it. It comes off as an excuse. They still have, you know, overall, their offense has still been pretty good. Uh, you know, as far as scoring points goes. And the quarterback, while turning the ball over a lot recently, did put up points there for a stretch of the season. But they're a weird team, Buffalo, because, I, I mean, they've had the, the ups and downs of the season. They lose that heartbreaking game to the Jets week one. Josh Allen turns the ball over four times. He looks ridiculous, throwing just picks up for grabs. And then after that, they go on this roll where they're just dominating teams, and you're like, wow, maybe that loss was the best thing that happened to him, pissed them off. And they were playing great football until they rolled into um, London, and it hasn't been the same since. 
So they're they're a, they're an interesting team that I I honestly think the Jets could win this football game. I just don't know how they score enough points to do it. I guess that again, I don't want to have any more Zach Wilson conversations. 877-337-6666 or hit me up on Twitter with all your Zach Wilson nonsense. We had a guy telling me on Twitter that if I look at it, Zach Wilson had a better f- first 30 games of his career than Eli Manning. Like someone actually tweeted that to me. Someone took thumbs to phone and decided to send me the message of, you know, you're not being fair, Chris. I know you won't. I know now you don't do the homework. I know that. I know you don't do your homework, but if you look at it, like uh, Eli Manning, his first 30 games were, were like worse than Zach Wilson's 30 games, man. You don't even, but but I wouldn't expect you to know that because you probably, you don't, you you don't even do your homework, man. Your your Twitter handle is Zach Truther. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you people? Like he's not even your future quarterback. You're hoping Aaron Rodgers comes back. Why do you need to defend him? Why do we still have to have this conversation? They don't score points. It's been eleven quarters and thirty something drives. You don't score. Oh well, you got to take into effect. I, I can have to take anything into account. This happens to everybody. You think you're the only team that gets penalties at the goal line? You think you're the only team with drop passes? Like, wake up. Your quarterback stinks and he's holding you back. There's like nothing else to say. Oh, but did you see that throw? He put one right in the bucket. Right. And and as Fleetwood reminds me, yeah, I, if, if you weren't sure about this, the argument that the 30 games... <laughs> for Eli Manning were worse than Zach Wilson, is not true. We did our homework. We looked it up. Besides maybe completion percentage, which has changed in the NFL a a little bit, every other number Eli Manning has done more, including win football games and score touchdowns. When Zach Wilson throws his next four touchdown passes, however many games, you know, 30-plus games into his career, that will match what Eli did in each individual season in years two and three, yes. and year one, he didn't start every game. Correct. Correct. Eli Manning threw 24 touchdown passes his first full year of starting games. Zach Wilson has not thrown 24 yet. So please, stop. Just let's stop. Zach does have 24 interceptions in his career. There you go. Eli might have thrown more interceptions, so maybe that's another number that we were looking at to say that these first 30 games were worse for Eli Manning. Like, that's just crazy. The idea you need to defend this quarterback so much that you'll throw Eli Manning stats at me. You're crazy. There's misguided, and then there's crazy. Zach Truther is crazy. John and Freehold, what what are you? Are you misguided? Are you crazy? Are you uh, right down the middle? Which which better, Which little bear's bed are you sleeping in? Uh, I'm right down the middle. Chris. Okay, good. You, you, you know what's crazy though, Chris? What's, have you ever that? seen a football? Have you ever seen a football team? I, I've watched this Jet team for so many years. I'm a huge Jet fan. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen? A, have you ever seen this Jet team in their franchise's history? When you talk about the penalties, as uh, as Coach Salas says, the self-inflicted wounds. Yeah. From the running back position, the wide receiver position, and the running back position well, are for- the primary causes of these yeah. penalties. Don't forget the tight. Don't forget the tight end position. And it's and and it's right. The tight ends. Yeah. When primarily, when you're talking about penalties, you're talking about your offensive line and yeah. your defense with roughing the passer or pass interference mm. calls. Right. I've never, in all my years of watching the NFL, 
so, so many penalties, dumb boneheaded penalties committed yeah. by, as you, as, as we pointed out, wide receivers, tight ends, running backs. It, it, it amazes me, but yeah, I'm glad fair. they moved on from Carter. Car- Carter was a net negative. I want to see oh, more carries out of Izzy this week. I want to see, I want to see Ruckert get thrown the ball a little bit here. Yeah. And I want to see these offensive linemen. I want to see Pittman and I want to see, um, the other kid. Just grow and develop. Mitchell. Mitchell, I want to see him grow. Mm-hmm. And can you tell me, can you give me an update on Warren, the draft pick out of Pitt, the tackle? What happened to him this year? I know he started the season injured, but is he red, Is he healthy now and available to play? Because if he is, why not plug him in and see what he's got? Get yeah. him some experience. Yeah, I don't know if he is or not. Um, but it's This uh, offensive line's been pathetic, Chris. But you, and I agree with you, what you said. Listen, we went into the Charger game all charged up, no pun intended. Right. The Dolphins had lost. The Bills had lost. It was a golden opportunity for the, for the, for the Jets. The, the door of opportunity was swung wide open. Wide open. And they wet the bed on that one. And that's why I'm not confident with the Bills leaving the door open again this week, going into Buffalo. Buffalo's, you know, unsure of themselves. They're all shaking right now. They changed the offensive coordinator. They're broken. Don't tell me, you know, we all talk about Zach. I don't want to hear how great this, this, this Allen is. This Allen stinks. This Allen takes stupid sacks. He throws yeah. a million interceptions. All right, so let's not talk about how great well, I mean, Allen is. I don't know about great, but he's pretty damn good. And as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, I mean, he's, he's you know, he puts up points. He makes the offense move for the most part. They still, I mean, if you look at some of their numbers offensively, it's still pretty good in, in the NFL. But, like, you know how talented he is. Come on. He doesn't stink. You can watch him play. They've won a lot. He scores points. They win. It's that simple. How many divisions are they, have they won with him? Like they win games. They're they're, they're falling apart. They're five hundred. When the Giants and Jets fall apart, they're two and eight. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, one hundred one nine FM, and always live on the Free Odyssey app. We got a day to go out and attack. Attack that day. Go out there and be the best you you can be. You make the most of it. That's what you do. It's a Thursday morning. It's a beautiful Thursday morning. It's a great day to be alive. Go out there and attack the day. Eddie and Roglin. Eddie, let's go. You start our rapid fire segment. Let's go. What do you got? All right, Christopher. All right. If uh, <clears throat> I want to play make believe real quick, if okay. um, if Daniel like you know last year Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson they didn't really have a market they had a like uh, bend to their team. How come more teams don't like position themselves and make sure they have that second first round pick? Like Trevor Lawrence's contract's coming up. If a couple of teams who needed a quarterback positioned themselves and got a second number one pick, he would know. There's a market for him, right? Huh? I'm not. You need, I'm, two, you need two first round picks to go after someone's franchise quarterback, or you can't oh, offer oh, them a t- contract. Oh, 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 oh no! It's, uh, you're talking about if you give them the the designated tag, right? right. If, if you sign if them, a, then it costs two. If a team doesn't, if, if a, a team tags the quarterback, sign, yeah. If the team gives them the non-exclusive tag, you could sign them, but it's two first round picks, right? Right. So why doesn't some teams, like if someone wants Trevor Lawrence now, 
because there was no market for Lamar Jackson last year or Daniel Jones. They pretty much had a bend to the well, will of the team. Well, well, Daniel Jones wasn't tagged. He signed the contract. That never came to that. Right, but if you know, if you're the player and you know that there's teams out there buying for you and knowing that they have two first-round picks, that opens up a market, right? If there's three, if you're a quarterback, yeah, but I still don't think you, anyone's going to do it. I don't think anyone's going to give big money into. I mean, I, I you wouldn't, you wouldn't. Get, I, if you're, the you're Giants, talking the about Giants two, have two the, the Giants have two seconds. They can't get the last first round pick of this year and go after Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I guess, but you, they would have to tag him. You don't. They, why wouldn't they just sign him to a contract? Maybe he wouldn't sign knowing that there's teams out there that want him. If I'm, a, if I'm the top quarterback and there's three yeah, teams out there with, with, no, with double, you're, you're making double it, no. number one. You're making it seem like this is a common like, – like Daniel Jones – No, was, it's not common. It's yeah, out of da- the box. Daniel, but this, the, the scenario you're painting, you're using Daniel Jones as an example, it didn't come into play at all. What do you, I don't understand yeah, how you – yeah, they gave him a contract. No get, yeah, because there was no teams to no, give. No, that's not true. I know they one. worked out. They worked out a contract. That's it. He, he had a market. He could have been a free agent if they didn't tag him. They didn't get to that point. He could have. He was a free agent, and they they had him on the fourth year, but they didn't pick up his fifth year. His fifth year ended. He's a free agent. They came up with a deal before they had to either tag him or let him hit free agency. That's it. Like I, what you're saying doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah, I guess the, the with the, there was a lot of talk, and then they didn't. The, Lamar Jackson did. They did tag him, didn't they? And, and nobody, nobody went after it. Yeah, but I think you could give up. Does it have to be two in the first in the same draft, or could it just be two first round picks? No, it could be two in like uh, consecutive drafts. Yeah, so you don't. Like, need... If you acquired another team's first round pick, I don't even know if they would let you yeah. give that up. I don't yeah. think what Eddie's talking about is even possible. No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very. And it's confused. ignoring timelines of how this actually. It's just yeah. not. No. Come on, Eddie. This is rapid fire. We don't have time for this nonsense that doesn't make any sense. I'm confused by what you're saying. So I'm going to take it. I'm, when I, and what, what, what confuses me scares me. So now I'm afraid of you, Eddie. Mitchell and Fort Lee. What's up, Mitch? Uh, Big Mac, how are you doing? Number one, how was your trip to Vegas? My trip to Vegas was great other than there was, like, construction everywhere and you couldn't really walk the strip without crossing it three, four different times at different areas. But besides that, it was wonderful. We had great dinners. We had great meals. I played a little blackjack. I had some fun. It was great. Okay, good. Yeah, my buddy's there now for the Grand Prix this weekend. Oh, so can't wait to hear that. crazy. Yeah, he's going to have a great, he's a great time. Okay, two things. First, Number one. Can we stop talking about the Jets? Because here's the problem with the Jets. I can't. I can't. But, but here's the problem. I'll tell you why you have to. The Jets organization failed. They went into the season saying, okay, we're going to use Rodgers. But God forbid Rodgers gets injured. We're going to go back to Mr. Wilson. And all last year's talk was on every show, if it's the morning show, midday show, afternoon show, mm-hmm. Wilson stayed. They benched him. What they did was they didn't. They said, "Okay, well, Roger's not going to get hurt, and and well, he's going to go through the season. Look what happens." And and very simple, Wilson cannot be the quarterback for the New York Jets. The Jets organization stinks. They this is the only organization that I've ever seen in my life, uh, Big Mac. That before the season ends, as this Jets season takes holder, they want to get paid for next year. They had to pay him yesterday for the tickets. That's yeah. a joke. But uh, number and number two, they they keep. They keep on throwing up, and the, and the head coach, Salah, keeps throwing him out, but Wilson is this, this, this. 
they can't do anything. If, if, if you look at the, if you look out the Jets played, the only way that Wilson maybe has a chance to succeed for the rest of the season, and I'm tired of hearing about Rogers coming back. I don't think it's happening, but it's a good, it's, it's a nice talk in New York. It's good fodder. It's good fodder. Right. Okay, give me a minute about the Yankees also. The only way that Wilson is that Hackett should go into the hurry up offense because when he does it that way, Wilson for some reason throws the ball better and he and he's just better off. But when he you have to put him in the huddle and yeah. and fail, well, he is horrible. Okay. Calm down for okay. a second. And, wait, 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 wait. All right. All right. All right. Hey, hey, hey. I, well it's rapid fire, you're right. I I get it. But take a second. Take a breath. Okay. All right. Okay. Now one. You just gave me a lot of talking points for a team you told me not to talk about, first off. Okay, so that's that's the one problem I have with your call so far, Mitch. Now, second of all, relax. Yeah, I I I I, I mean I, I agree with everything you're saying. One other than the than than the put him in the hurry up, because they did that the entire like they they did a lot of that and it's it it hasn't really helped that much. I know roll him out. Yeah, you're gonna roll him out every play and eliminate half the field. Like there is no solution to bad quarterback play. He shouldn't be the quarterback. He is. That's it. And and I, I we'll see if Aaron Rodgers comes back or not. But right now it looks like looking like it doesn't matter. He's not going to come back to play for a dead team. So I I don't know. What's your Yankee point? Okay, Yankee point. You know it's interesting that to hear that if if somehow Cashman that everyone in New York except for me and, and I'm not sure about you 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 said you want to get rid of Cashman I don't that if Cashman can somehow get rid of Stanton would be the greatest gift the Yankees can have because. The Yankees, what they should really need to do is call Bellinger and say, what do you want and get it done? And then go to San Diego and say, we'll give you A, B, and C. We want Soto. Give me 24 hours to negotiate with him. We'll give Soto a contract of 500 or $400 million. And then go get a starting pitching. And, let's, and then we go on. Then, then we go for the championship. That's it the Yankees need. And then we'll work it. We got Dominguez coming back in the middle of July. That gives us our outfield. Our bullpen is great how it is. You know, Cashman will find a piece here and there. And you get another pitcher. You go get the pitcher from uh, whatever his name. What's the guy that's from, uh, which I can't pronounce his name. Yamamoto? Yeah, Yamamoto. Yeah, why not? Mitch, Mitch, you just got them doing everything. That sounds great. Go get Bellinger. Go get Yamamoto. Trade for Juan Soto. Get rid of Stanton. That sounds wonderful. I mean, you have Hal Steinbrenner spending a lot of money. Because I don't know what you'd have to do to get rid of Stanton. And I'm not doing it. I'm telling you right now, I'm not doing it. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not just giving Stanton away. I do believe there's still a dominant baseball player in there. Call me crazy. I know. I'm not saying he'll do it all year because we all know injuries are a part of his game. So he's not going to be healthy the entire season, but I do believe when healthy, he could still be a dangerous hitter. I don't think it's completely gone. I don't. And I'd rather have him on the team than pay him to be somewhere else. I, I would. I would. I understand he clogs up the bases. He can't run. Hopefully, he's healthy enough to run at least. Like I think last year, he was so afraid of getting hurt again, and he'd already been hurt in the, during that year, and he felt like his legs weren't great, that he chose not to run. I think it's probably an effort that him and the team came up with, quite honestly, which is surprising when they still were around, when they were still giving him the the, the waving him home on on plays on hard hit ground, hard hit balls to the outfield. They're still waving him home. You know he's not running. Sometimes stupidity, but. Yeah, I'd rather have him fail and then be the most expensive right-handed power bat off the bench you've ever seen. I'd rather do that than just give him away. I'd rather do that than just give him away. But I don't think, I think you you got too, Mitch, you're a little, you got to calm down. I know it's 4.50 in the morning and I said rapid fire, but you got to cool your jets. Because I don't think they're going to do all that. 
I don't. I, I, I doubt very much they get. I don't think Juan Soto and Bellinger will be on the team. I think if they, I don't think they'll get both, and I certainly don't think they'll get both and then pay for Yamamoto. That's two hundred plus for Yamamoto, two hundred plus for Bellinger, and then four fifty plus. I mean, you, that's you're going to spend eight hundred million dollars this year. I don't expect him to spend eight hundred million dollars. Dwight Nasbury Park, what's up, Dwight? Uh yes, uh, you were talking about the um, Wilson um, throwing the ball. I, was, I certainly was talking about Wilson throwing the ball. Yeah, I'll just say, hey, when the next time they play against New England, he should just come out swinging and just throw the ball over the place. I mean, you have nothing to lose when you playing you playing against him. You're playing for a top, possibly a top pick next year. What about that? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know if the Jets will be playing for a top pick next year, but um, yeah, no, listen, they, well, that's the one team. I don't care if they are. Like, I know, and I'm a Giant fan right now, and I am rooting for failure. It's, it's the only. I need the quarterback. It sucks. I hate it. I hate it with every fiber of my being. But it's what they need to do. And the game for them against the Patriots is going to be the biggest game of the year because they are battling for a top pick with the Patriots, and I want the Patriots to win that game, as crazy as that sounds and as mad as it makes me. And even if the Jets were tanking, which I do not think they are, they have a quarterback, they're not looking for a quarterback in this quarterback draft, I wouldn't think, maybe, I don't think you're going to sit them two years, because maybe maybe you could. If they fall down there, maybe they would take a quarterback. They probably would, considering how good the market, how good these quarterbacks are, and sit them a year behind Aaron Rodgers. But I don't think they're in that zone. But I'll tell you this right now. I know... That tanking makes sense, and if the Jets were in the perfect situation like they were a couple years ago when they got Zach Wilson instead of uh, Lawrence because they won a stupid game against the Rams and everybody's kicking themselves for that, even if they were tanking, I can't lose on I can't lose to the Patriots anymore. Like That would be the one team that I would say, tanking be damned, I can't lose to the Patriots again. So, yeah, you want to tell me they lose the next two games against the Dolphins? You want to tell me it goes downhill here and they lose to the Falcons and they lose to the upstart Texans and the Dolphins take them out to the woodshed in Miami and the Browns, even without Watson, that defense shut them down and the commanders or whatever else in this season just completely tanks and it doesn't matter what the hell happens anymore. I still don't want to lose to the Pats. How many times can you lose to the Patriots? It would drive me insane. Like, that's the one scenario where tanking be damned. I can't just continue to lose to the Patriots. I can't have the Patriots be one of the worst teams in football and Mac Jones still figure out a way to stick it to me. I can't do that. I can't have Bill Belichick, who's completely lost it. He's right. He's lost his girlfriend. He's 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 doing the walk of shame out of, uh, out of houses, getting caught on the ring camera like Marash. The team's falling apart. There's rumors about him leaving, going to San Diego. Everything's just a disaster. I can't have Bill Belichick, and he will. If you think Bill Belichick, first of all, he might not even be with the organization anymore, so he don't care about tanking. He will He will spend all day and night. He'll forego all the partying that he's doing. He'll do, do it all just to make sure he sticks it to you. That's the one game you can't lose. Oh, five hours goes so fast. Couldn't we do another one? Flea, come on. Let's just convince him to do one more hour. You in? Uh, you can do it. I'll go home. Okay. Eddie's got you. All right. Eddie does have me in the cradle of his bosom. I don't know what I'm talking about. I got to go home. Thank you guys for calling. Thank you guys for listening. You're the best. We had so much fun over these last five hours. We laughed. We cried. We yelled about Zach Wilson. 
Go get Yamamoto. Go get Juan Soto. I'm looking forward to that battle. I truly am. Because football's practically dead. Everybody have a great Thursday. Enjoy your Thursday night football. Enjoy whatever else comes your way on this glorious day. I'll catch you tomorrow at 2 a.m. I'll see you then. Sports Radio 101.9 FM.